the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show. And once again, I just feel humbled. I really do feel humbled to be part of the show and, and to be here with you. And there is no coincidence. Coincidence is when God decides to stay anonymous. And you are listening to the show because there is something here for you. And you know, personally, I don't know what that is, but I know God knows. And he is the one that has the power and the direction and, and he has created you. And he wants you to fulfill whatever that purpose is for your life. He wants you to fulfill it. Now, I take that very seriously. So for me, one of the biggest things that I face every day is, did you realize that every single person has 24 hours in a day? Did you realize that? And that no matter how much we try, we can't make it 25 or 23. It's 24 hours in a day. But what we do with that time that we've been allotted, and no, we don't know exactly how many days we have, how many years we have, how many decades we have. We don't know that. So for me, I've learned through Strength Finder and some other tools that I'm a maximizer. What does that mean exactly? I make comments like, um, is there a better way to do this? Could we do this in less time? Systems, procedures. Let's do all we can in the minimal amount of time to get the best results. Those are comments that you will hear from somebody that tries to maximize their time. And, and I've realized that some of the biggest, I don't know, irritators for me is when somebody wastes time, their own time, but even more so if they waste my time. I have a hard time with that because I feel God's put me in a position to where I'm supposed to do certain things and I only have 24 hours in a day. So I have to really control and hold on to the time I have and make sure that I'm maximizing every minute that I have. That's not easy to do because everybody wants a piece. Everybody wants, you know, uh, you to help them with this or answer a question or listen to their story. And the stories get longer and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, the clock is ticking. And I'm always saying, and, and I don't mean to be rude, but I always say, can you give me the Reader's Digest version for that? Is there something you need from this conversation? Is there something you need from me? Because if not, maybe we don't need to have this conversation right now. Could I put this off for another day? Is this urgent, semi-urgent, or is this just talking? Because I don't have time for just the chit-chat. And that might seem rude to some, but for me, if you have a problem, if you have something where you feel like you really need to let something out and it's going to cause healing in your heart, I want to be up front, center, ready to roll. But if it's just to chit-chat about the weather or who won the series or whatever, I know, guys, I know you, you know, you can judge me. It's okay. But that's not important to me. People are important to me. And if people are going through situations, 
if I can help, I want to. If God's put me in a position to where I can, I hope I do. So time management, but not just time management, Christian time management, because it shifts our thinking a little bit when we think about Christian time management. For instance, this little bracelet I know I have here, it's hiding somewhere, about pray first. That's a time management thing. And it's putting our priorities in the right order. Pray first. We want to pray first. Why? Because it's important that we pray first. And it's the best use of time. There was a time when I I wasn't sure about that. But I can tell you right now that since I've been focused on praying, that I, I want to start every day with prayer. And I want, to, I want to make sure that I'm prayed up before I do anything. So let's just get right into this. Christian time management. Can we? Yes, we can. If you just tuned in, I want to say thank you so much for doing that. And you are uh, listening to the Sue Freeze Show. That's my name. It's Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. And why I say it like that is because I would really like to connect with you. And the way you do that is by going to my website, you know, putting in suefreeze.com so that you can connect with me. Give me your information. Tell me what's going on. If you need prayer, if you need resources, whatever the situation is, I just want to get to know you. And I want you to get to know me. This is very much a one-way conversation. I am speaking and you are listening. But I'd sure like to hear back. I'd like to hear a conversation. I'd like to have a two-way conversation when possible. So uh, when you go to the website, you're going to also see opportunities to do a lunch with Susie. It is $25 and it includes lunch. And a lot of times it will include a tour of a radio station. And there is a possibility of one person. It's usually around 12 people. Uh, we like to keep it intimate. But one of those people will be asked to go on the radio show with me when I have a recording available to do so. So connect with me. I've already had uh, multiple purchases made on PayPal. And I'm so looking forward to getting to know each person that's going to be part of that. And uh, the ones that I've already done, people say that they weren't sure what to expect. You can look at other uh, podcasts or listen to podcasts or look on Facebook Live. And you can see that people are pleasantly surprised as to how quickly we get to know and connect with strangers. And uh, it's really a wonderful time. So I'd really like to get to know you on a personal level. So join me, would you, to uh, Lunch with Susie, and they're coming to every county, and just look at the dates, and you can um, sign up there, okay? So time management. Time management is a booming business. Everyone wants to get more done and control time wasters, but for Christians, the need to manage time is even more urgent. This is an article written by Mike Bennett. It's not written by me. Okay, time management experts and philosophers are fond of reminding us that our time is our life. Whatever controls our time controls our life. Most of us deal with some of these feelings at times. I can't get everything done. I'm a slave to the clock. I can't even take a breather. I am busy all the time, but I never feel like I'm getting the important things done. With so many pressing priorities, it can be hard to know what to do next. When I take a day off, time just seems to slip away, and I feel like it was a wasted day. Do those things come out of your mouth or thoughts that you have in your mind, in your brain? They definitely do with me sometimes. We face different time challenges, but generally we have the the same desire to make the best use of our time to accomplish the things we feel are truly important. Do you know what is truly important to you? Do you really? Okay. 
journaling is a great way to ask those questions. Like, where do you see yourself by the end of this year? Where do you see yourself in two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? Where do you see yourself? What does it look like? Get the picture, the visual in your mind. Make it really clear and vivid with colors and smells. It's really amazing how your mind can work towards those things. They just, it's just amazing how that works. It's like people will say, you know, if you want to look different, if you want to feel different, put a picture. If you want to buy a house, what kind of, what kind of house do you want to buy? Put a picture of that house up on your refrigerator and look at it every day. It's amazing how these things can, you know, kind of gear you towards that direction. We face different time challenges. The thing that makes Christian time management different is the source of what we consider important. The source is God. So a good starting place is to consider how God looks at time and what he wants us to learn from time management. How God views time. God inhabits eternity, Isaiah 57, 15. Since he created time, the mind-boggling truth is that he was around forever before time even existed. To try to help us get a little of God's perspective, the Bible says, with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. 2 Peter 3.8. God is unrestricted by time. We are restricted by time, but God is not. But though God is not controlled by time the way we humans are, he still puts great emphasis on it. He's always punctual. He always acts at the right time, even though to us humans, it may seem like we have to wait a long time. He also has set aside certain times that he has blessed for our benefit. These are designed to teach us important lessons and to reveal his plan to us. God created time as a tool. We were put in this universe of time to learn many lessons and to develop the character of God. Christian time management means learning to use time as God wants us to use it. So now pause and ask yourself that question. Are you utilizing time the way God would want you to use the time? Now, me personally, I've asked this question, and I repeatedly every day ask this question. And I find that by asking that question, there are things in my life that are wasters. They're time wasters from God's perspective. So if I'm truly going to do what God wants me to do, and I'm going to utilize my time to God's best benefit, then it means there's going to be a change in our perspective and in our decisions. So what decisions need to change in your life to make them godly moments to where you're doing the most of what God wants you to do with every moment he's given you? God wants us to become his children, to be like him, Hebrews 2.10, 1 John 3, 1, and 1 through 3. To become more like God, we need to learn to have his priorities. We need to learn to use those priorities to produce a plan for improving our lives and aligning them to God's plan. And we need to put those plans into action. God's priorities and plans always produce results, and so can ours. You realize that? Produce results. Now, see, I'm a time manager maximizer. And in that, it's very important that the ROI is there. ROI is a term in business for return on investment. So investment doesn't necessarily mean dollars. It doesn't mean money because we exchange time for money. So you could be uh, investing time into something, in ministry, into your children, into uh, a relationship, right? He wants us 
to invest time in the relationship with him first. So the question is, are you praying first? Are you putting God first? I mean, you couldn't use your time any more wisely than that. So priorities. We all, in this busy thing called life, we all have to prioritize our decisions. We have to prioritize our time. And there's things that come up that want to snatch that minute, that five minutes, that hour away from you. There's things that will come up, and you're going to go, okay, is this the best use of my time? And do I need to say no to this? That's a healthy boundary. Okay, do I need to say no? I, I remember way back as a, a, a young children mother. And there was all these things, you know, baking cookies, being in the classroom, doing this, doing that and whatever. And I wanted to be the best mom possible. And I was doing so many things along with working and taking care of the house and cooking and doing all the other things. And I realized one day when I maxed out that it's okay to say no. Amazing. But it's okay to say no, moms, dads, it's okay to say no. You're listening to The Sue Free Show, and I'm so thankful that you're part of the show today. I'm so thankful that you're listening, and hopefully you're taking this in. And it's one thing to listen. It's another thing to take action. And I'm an action-oriented person, so I am really, really, really uh, prodding you a little bit to think, but then act. Because there's a lot of people that learn a lot, and they do nothing. But the real action happens when we take action. That's when things happen. It's not in the learning. It's not knowledge is power. It's action. It's taking the action on the knowledge. That's where true change happens. That's where things change. And that's what we want. We want to be better, right? We want to be better for Christ. So priorities. God reveals to us what is truly most important in life. In the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. There is so much in that one sentence, so much, so much truth, so much information in that one. If we do that, it'll change life. The kingdom of God is the perfect government of God that will bring peace and plenty to this earth when Jesus Christ returns. We must be preparing for that time now. Seeking God's righteousness means striving to live the right way, obeying God's beneficial laws that are based on God's love. Not his judgment, his love. Did you hear that? Study more about these priorities in our article, Seek Ye First the Kingdom of God. The end of Matthew 6.33 reveals an amazing thing about God's priorities. If we put what God says is important first, the other things we need and want will be added to us as well. Do you hear that? I am, I'm like, tell me what to do and I'll do it. I'm that type of person. Tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. Tell me how to fix this, and I'll fix it. Just tell me what to do, Lord. Tell me what to do, and I'll do it. And here's what he's telling you what to do. It's not too hard, or maybe it is. Maybe it's difficult, but is it worth it? The pain has to be worth the gain, right? Is it? Yes. The answer is yes. I'll answer for you. It is definitely worth it. The end of Matthew 6.33 reveals an amazing thing about God's priorities. If we put money and things as equal to or higher priority than God's kingdom, in the long run, we will have neither. Did you hear that? We can't take charge of our time without clearly defining our, your priorities. We must schedule what matters most first, or it will be pushed out by the hundreds of urgent 
and persistent things that come at us each week. That's why praying in the morning is so important. It doesn't mean don't pray before going to bed. That's important too. But first thing in the morning, it sets your stage for the day. It just has changed me. It's changed my life to thank the Lord for what he's given me, that I have another day. Can I just tell you a little side note? The last two nights have been really, really, really difficult for me on a personal note. I'm a dog lover, and I have two dogs. I have a little boy and a little girl, and they're so opposite of each other. It's crazy. But I love them both so much. And two days ago, I had both of my dogs in my arms, and I reached down to put the chihuahua, who's my older dog, down. I put her down first. And uh, Toby, my young three-year-old Yorkie mix, uh, jumped out and landed not feet first. And it scared me, and I think it rang his bell. And he got very skittish and very much not like his normal. And so the whole night I was worried about him. I didn't know if his back hurt, if it, you know, if something happened to him internally. I was just all night kind of coddling him. And he was staying really close to me, which normally he sleeps down at my feet. And he, he tunnels under the blankets. It's just the cutest thing. But this time he was like right next to my chest. He wanted to be really close to my heartbeat. And he was just staying there. And I was petting him. And he would whimper a little bit. And so all night long, I was worried about this little dog. So last night, my other dog, my old little white chihuahua that I've had for years and years and years, she was having trouble breathing. And she's at the hospital right now. And her platelets are not right, and they're going to do x-rays. And the minute I get off this radio, I'm going to head on back to the hospital where my little baby is. But, you know, um, I was up all night with her last night, so I'm pretty exhausted right now. But it's urgent, and it is a priority. My animals are my animals, and they're in my care, and they're the unconditional love that we all want to feel is my dogs give that to me as dogs do. Um, you know, and she needs me so, so bad. And where I'm going with that is, is, um, you know, things happen that you're not expecting. But I still this morning thanked God that I had another day with my dogs. And I, I thank God that there is a vet that I can take this dog to and, and, and hopefully we can find out what's wrong with her and, and make her breathing easier and, and hopefully give her comfort. Um, she is older and, you know, no matter how much you pray, for one of your pets, when you get a pet, you know they're going to live around 13 years. It's around 13 years your pet is going to live if it's a dog. And so you kind of gear yourself for that. No matter how much you gear yourself, it really comes as a total um, pain when that dog leaves you. So I don't want to start crying, so I'm going to stay out of my heart right now as much as possible. But let me just tell you, though, that dog has given me so much love. And uh, she's going blind and, you know, she needs more of me and more of my attention. And I was telling the vet, look, can I be in the x-ray room? Can I help you when you're getting the blood out, you know, from her and whatnot? And he goes, no. And I'm like, are you kidding? The dog, it, it gets separation anxiety when I leave a room. And uh, he's, he's called me twice to tell me that she's doing all right because I don't need her heart stressed anymore. And just the reason I'm telling you this is priorities can change, okay? And everything that I had on my list for today is secondary right now to my little girl, you know, and that can happen. But I'm thankful that I can pray to my Heavenly Father and I can thank Him for having my dogs and, and for my dogs to be with me for all this time. And we just have a lot to be grateful for, don't we? And um, I just want to be real with you because this is something I'm facing right now. And you might be facing this too. And, you know, gosh, man, I just wish I could 
I, I wish I could be more like my dog as far as an unconditional lover and, you know, friend. And, um, you know, it just, you know, God, please make me more like my dog. I really would like to be more like my dog because she's just so sweet. Both of them are in their own way. Anyway, I don't know. Somebody needed to hear that, and I don't know why. Um, I'm just being real, as I always am, and telling you what's going on in my life right now. And it's hard. It's really hard. And, you know, the first one, um, I didn't realize how much I love that little st- stinker, that little dog, because he, he's a little pain in the bottom, you know. He really is. Barks too much and, you know, just does things that I wish he didn't do. But the thought of him being hurt and harm coming to him just uh, made me realize just how much I love that little stinker. And, uh, you know, and Missy, she's been with me for so many years that I, I just don't even want to think about it. But anyway, I'll tell you one, one little thing is, is that when I first got Missy, we were sitting and watching Beverly Hills Chihuahua. And my little Missy looks just like the Beverly Hills Chihuahua. She's She's white, completely white. And she watched that whole movie. I'm not kidding you. And every time the little chihuahua, the Beverly Hills chihuahua came on, she would growl at that little chihuahua. And it's like it looks just exactly like her. So that's just a cute little note. She likes to watch TV, especially when it's a dog that looks just like her. So we call her the Beverly Hills chihuahua. Anyway, so if you want to pray for her, that's okay. I would like that. <laughs> pray for her to get well and live live, live a long, longer life. Anyway, so... um. So we can't take charge of our time without clearly defining our priorities. I said that already, but I'm going to say it again because I think it's important. We must schedule what matters most first. To master time management is set priorities among your goals. There's never enough time to do everything, but there's always enough time to do what is important. Says leadership expert Lolly Daskal. Our priorities become more real when we write them down as goals and rank them in order of importance. Okay, there's, there's a little tool there, and it works really well. But goals can be just so much someday I'll thinking unless we take the next step. We need a plan to get from someday I'll to success. So, you know, you can say, oh, someday, someday I'll do that. Someday I'll go on that trip. Someday I'll buy that house. Someday, someday. But unless we take steps and really make that a focus... Unless we take steps, that someday is never going to happen. Sorry, but it won't. To become more like God, we need to learn to have his priorities. We need to learn to use those priorities to produce a plan for improving our lives and aligning them to God's plan. This is in big bold in this article because this is so, so important. And I'm hoping you're hearing it. And we need to put those plans into action. God's priorities and plans always produce results, and so can ours. I have some friends that they think about things a lot. Okay? And I'm like, okay, let's stop thinking about it and let's start doing it. Let's start doing it. And it's not bad to think about it and plan about it. But if you think too long, the opportunity is going to just go right by you. It's just going to sneak on by you and you're going to miss it. And I don't want that to happen to you. I want you to have what God wants for you. I want God's plan for your life to happen. Do you? How bad do you want that? How bad do you want to live a life that God had created you for? If you really want it, then, you know, the pain has to be worth the gain. And it's not easy sometimes, but it's really, really important. So this is part one of a two-part show. Uh, I want you to be here for the second half. So join me, would you? Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. 
and I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and Ecola cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. Now we are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. 877-332-BUGS. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ever put your ear to the wall in your home listening for termites? No, it's not that easy to find them. Hi, this is Sue Freeze of E. coli Termite and Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And Tyson Freeze, manager at E. coli. Termites are silent, stealth insects. They eat your home quietly, and during the cold weather, they have all the more reason to take up residence in the walls of your warm home. But we know how to find them and eliminate them with our mother-approved people and pet-friendly solutions, like Electrogun and our patented E. coli Heat as well as traditional methods, perfect solutions created just for you. Ecola is the best in alternative and traditional termite control. So call us for a free estimate at 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. 877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. And listen, we're still looking for really great talent. And maybe you've been thinking about a career change. Or maybe you're in our industry and you're just not happy where you are. And if you've talked to your boss about the situation and they're not doing anything about it, then you know what? I want you to come talk to me. I have seven offices I cover from San Diego to San Luis Obispo. Ecola needs you. Ecola needs you if you are uh, high caliber, you're, you're, um, you, you like to get the work done and and do it in a timely manner. I don't like to waste time, okay? And I don't like my employees to waste time. And we want to take care of those customers to the maximum we can. And I tell every single employee to treat every single customer like it's your mother. And hopefully you love your mother. So that's the way we work. And uh, our company is growing and we just would love to have you be part of it. And so I welcome you to to go on to termitelady.com and pull down an application and and fill it out, send it in, and and we'll talk. And we are filling our slots. It's taken us a while, but we are getting some really good people, and we already had really good people. And so it's just going to be a great, great team and a great, great family moving forward. So thank you, E. coli Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring the Sue Free Show. I'm so grateful and so thankful. So we're going to continue on with part two, and we're talking about time and how we prioritize our time and doing it in a godly way. We want to do what God wants us to do. So planning, we're going to move into planning. The Bible reveals a God who is a planner, and he wants us to be planners too. We need long-range plans, annual plans, and daily plans, and probably several plans in between. Why plan? It is not about filling every moment with busy work, but rather organizing our time around what is important. 
Planning for how to spend your time enables you to work far more efficiently than figuring it out as you go. Because planning leads to action. Action. There's that word, action. You know, we can think all day, but let's take action. Okay, let's look at planning at its most immediate level. Based on God's priorities, what does he want us to put into our schedule for each day? Are you ready for this? Plan time for God. This includes time for praying to God. He also wants us to study his Bible daily, as the Bereans did. Plan time for family and friends. Relationships take a commitment of time together. For example, God commands parents to spend time teaching their children. Ephesians 6.4, Deuteronomy 6.7. Plan time for work. The fourth commandment tells us that work should take place during the first six days of the week so that we will be ready to obey the command to not work on the seventh day. Exodus 28-11. through 11. Plan time for health eating, a balanced diet, and getting enough sleep and exercise. Plan time for household chores and maintenance. Don't be like the guy in Proverbs 24, 30 through 34. You have to go there and check what it's talking about there because I'm not going to tell you. Plan time for learning. The Bible, the importance of continued lifelong learning. A wise man will hear and increase learning. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Proverbs 1, 5. Plan time for rest and recreation. Jesus took his disciples away from the crowds at times to try to reduce the stress and be rejuvenated. So he even tells us we need to take times to rest and we need recreation. I have to tell you sometimes when I get away and I can get away from the noise and the hubbub of what's going on and everybody wanting a piece of me, (laughs) I find that I can think more creatively and I can really... Uh, feel his presence more readily available to where, um, I don't know, new ideas come up. Creativity happens. There's just something that happens in that quiet time, in that peaceful time where you can just breathe. The best priorities and plans in the world, though, are worthless if they aren't put into practice. There's that again, action. Performance with urgency and diligence. Performance with urgency and diligence. To implement our planned schedule requires constant motivation, focus, and persistence. To choose the truly important, we must wisely act, not just react to the urgent things that come at us. God gives us a number of reminders and prods to help us see the urgency of practicing our priorities and plans. He tells us to count our days, to recognize how short life is, and how precious every day is. That should lead us to make full use of our time. The Apostle Paul encouraged us to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are and can be evil. Ephesians 5, 15, 16. God wants us to recognize that every minute counts and should be used in a godly way. God is diligent and he wants us to learn diligence and avoid laziness. Proverbs twelve twenty four. Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor. He even wants us to use our leisure time wisely. So how to stop wasting your valuable God-given time today? This is by another writer, Patrick. I hope I don't ruin this. Mabalog. Don't know who that is. 
But so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Psalm ninety twelve. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Internalize that, would you? Number our days. We don't know how many numbered days we have, do we? But we need to number our days and we need to get wisdom. Time management is easier said than done. I don't need to tell you how vital time is to you and your legacy. But no matter how much you fight for it, you could still be wasting more time that you want to. Time is the only resource that we can never get more of than others. Unlike money, knowledge, energy, or any other resource, we all have the same amount of time in a day, in a week, and in a year. I started with that, didn't I? 24 hours in a day. No one gets more time in the day than others, and we are responsible for our own time. Even Jesus did his earthly ministry within the confines of time and had only three years to save the whole world. Still, he accomplished his goal and made the most of the time he had here on earth. Proper time management can have many enemies. Procrastination, lack of discipline, failing to prepare and plan, and bad habits, just to name a few. As you can see, most of, not all, of the enemies to better time management come back to ourselves. We really can't blame anyone else for not having the time we want or not being able to take good care of the time we are given. It's always our call. In the same way, the solution also lies in you. Psalm 90.12 tells us, So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Note how it is. We, we who must learn to number our days and we who must gain a heart of wisdom. Your parents, your secretary, your boss, your pastor, your spouse, or your children cannot learn how to number days for you. They also cannot gain wisdom for proper time management on your behalf. It must start and continue with you and myself, us. Thomas Nelson, CEO Michael Hyatt, shares that a time management problem is really a self-management problem. Hmm. It's not that we lose grip of our time, but that we only truly lose grip of ourselves and how we use our time. It's time you regained that control once again. Are you ready to do that? It's never really about whether we have enough time, but whether we value it enough to steward it well. Hmm. God has given us a finite amount of time here on earth, and we are to make the best of it. Do you see time as a valuable gift of God? Or do you watch it just flee you and do nothing about it? The key to managing time starts with us and our perception of time. If we truly view time as the precious commodity that it is, we will value it more and manage it better. You're listening to The Sue Free Show. I'm so thankful that you're listening to the show, and I'm hoping this is helping you. And even though it might hurt a little bit, that's okay. If you're feeling that little you know, prodding going on, then that means that you're probably going to make some changes that are going to better your life. And that's a good thing, isn't it? That's a good thing. Let's strive for better every single day. Why not? Why not? We only have this life to live. We only have it right here, right now. So let's make the most of it. I know that we, you know, we have a life up there in heaven, but I'm talking about right here on earth. Okay. God created you for a purpose here on this earth. So let's make the most of it. Can we? Will we? Will you? That's the question. 
13 Bible verses about time management. Before I get there, I want to invite you to go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I want you to go there and connect with me, would you? Can you connect with me? Use your time wisely. Use your time wisely and connect with me. It's a good use of time. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go there, connect with me, tell me what's going on. And, and maybe you can have lunch with me, an intimate lunch of 12 people. Um, and we talk about things that matter. We talk about things that matter with people who care. That's really nice, isn't it? Okay. So Ephesians 5, 15, 17. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men or women, but as wise, making the most of your time. Because the days are evil, so then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. How do you do that? You read his word and you pray. And then he gives it to you. It might be just in his word and you get aha moment. Or it might be in prayer and something just comes into your mind. Something comes and it's like, oh, that was easy. Okay. Number two, Colossians 4, 5. Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. How many of you when you walk into church ask God to tell you where to sit? That's a fun one. And how many of you ask God, is there someone that needs prayer right now? Is there somebody that needs me just to sit by and give them a hug or a smile? It's amazing, but you'll get, you'll get answers to those questions when you ask. You shall receive. It's amazing. I've been kind of lazy lately, and I've been going in the same area when I sit in church. And I'm thinking, you know, I heard myself say that just now, and I've said it before. I'm really not doing it. I'm going to do it now. It's like I'm going to say, well, I, I do say, Lord, where do you want me to sit? But I usually sit in the same area, and I'm thinking, you know what? I need to mix this up. God wants me to mix this up, so I'm going to mix it up. How about you? Are you going to make a change? I hope so. Proverbs 31:25. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. Are you smiling at your future? Do you know that you have power in what you think and what you write? You know, what you focus on, it creates something going that direction. Just what you focus on, your beliefs, your hopes, your faith. Faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. How much faith? What are you believing for? What do you stand for? Pretty amazing, and it should put a smile on your face. Psalm 90.12, so teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. James 1, five, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him or her. So that's you, right? That's you. 2 Corinthians 4.18 While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal isn't that faith that's faith faith is evidence of things hoped for but not seen that's what faith is how's your faith how's your faith going what are you believing for it's a good question only you can answer it Second Corinthians 14, while we look at the things, I already said that one. Okay. Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart, yet so that man will not find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. Luke 14.28. For which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, 
does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it. So this is wise. It's a wise counsel to do some planning. You still have to have that goal. You still have to have that vision. You still have to have faith, hope, and hopefully love. That's the biggest one, right? Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. But plan. You have to plan. You have to be prepared. But don't just do that and do not do the action, okay? Planning, yes. Prepare, yes. But take action. Proverbs 6, 6, 8. Go to the ant, O sluggard, observe her ways and be wise, which having no chief officer or ruler prepares her food in the summer and gathers her provision in the harvest. The ant doesn't need someone telling her what to do. The ant just does it. There's something about that. Something about that. Proverbs 16, 9. The mind of man plans his way. But the Lord directs his steps. So even though we make the plan and we ask the Lord to guide us, he will plan the steps. Because sometimes things change. Have you ever noticed that? Where you'll have a plan in place. And you think you're going this direction. This has happened to me so many times. And then you question whether, okay, there's going to be a fork in the road. Or, you know, there's, there's this thing where you're not sure which way to go. And you're, okay, Lord, show me which way. Because there's some decisions and choices we need to make along the way. You have opportunity over here. You have opportunity over here. Which one do you take? Well, hopefully you put that in God's hands. And hopefully you pray and ask the Lord to reveal to you which direction. And when you do this, it's amazing that something will happen. Either the door will close on this side and a window will open. Or you'll meet somebody and there'll be something that is said or something that's done that's going to trigger something in you. And you're going to, okay, what was that? What, what happened there? And if we're intentional and if we're paying attention, it's going to be revealed to us which direction we need to go. And if we ask the question, what does God want me to do? That's really going to clear it up. More than likely when you ask that question is that I want to utilize my time wisely in God's eyes. I want to do what God has created me for. I want to do what God purposed for me in my life. You know, I, I can just take a sidestep here and say that, you know, I was in the fashion business. I, I went to FITM. I graduated from FITM thinking I was going into fashion and, and, and business with clothing because I like clothing and I like the fashion thing and I like all that. But then he had a different plan for me. And somehow I ended up in the bug business. You know, that, that is comical. I mean, some people could make a whole comic show on that. Is that I went from fashion to bugs. But what God has revealed to me in all of that is to bloom where you're planted. And that God has lessons for you. God has lessons for me along the way. And through our trials and tribulations, we learn what we're made of, don't we? We learn that, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can get through this, Lord. You're giving me more than I can handle, Lord. These are words that came out of my mouth. It's like, oh my gosh, that's more than I can handle. And then you handle it with God's help, of course. But you handle it and you get through it. And guess what? I still have a pulse. I'm still breathing. I'm alive. I'm well. And oh my goodness, I made it through that. Thank you, God, for getting me through that. But have you ever found that you don't know what you're made of? And then you find out that you can make, make it through that. And that's his way of preparing you for something bigger, something grander. And I have to tell you right now that the Lord has something very, very big for Sue Freeze. And it's not Sue Freeze. 
It's for God. And I don't know what it is, but things are unfolding as I'm speaking to you right now. And there's things happening. And and I'm not sure, you know, decision-wise, I'm not sure what direction to go and, and what's happening. I just know there's ministry opportunities. There's things happening right now that are way, so way bigger than me. And I'm so excited about it. I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am. But I want to do God's will. I want to do what he purposed for me. And when I look back at my life, and this is for you, this is encouragement for you, that when I look back at all the things that I'm proud of and not proud of, I see God's hand in every part of it. And that should be encouraging for some of you that are going through trials and tribulations right now and not understanding, you know, you're thinking it's too big and that, oh my gosh, this is more than I can handle. I'll meet you at the other side because I'm telling you it's not and God has you. He has you. Wherever you are, I don't know what you're going through, but God does. And he's there for you just like he's been there for me. And there's things that I have made decisions that I'm not proud of and I've shared. But in God's grace and his forgiveness, I can utilize that for his glory. I can utilize stories. I can utilize things that that have happened to me that can bring healing to other people. And it, it takes me being vulnerable and transparent and sharing those things that I'm really not proud of. But if I can do that and help one person get pulled out of a rut or the pit of hell and isolation to where the Lord can't use that person in the level in which the Lord wants to use, then I'm doing what God wants me to do, even though it might not feel good at the moment. And I know every single person listening right now, this is Holy Spirit talking, but I know that every single person that's listening right now has a story that you have things that have happened to you in your life. You've had things that you're not proud of. I want you to hear what God has to say to you is that his grace is sufficient for you and that if he can forgive you, you can forgive you and that he wants you to do that If there's something you need to do to unmuddy the water, if you can, if you have the power, you know, when he says to, you know, when you go to the altar with your, your, uh, your, your giving, your sacrifice, if there's anything out there in the world that needs mending, that needs help, that needs attention, he says, leave, leave it at the altar and go take care of it. So if you can do that, if you have the power to forgive or to help another person get through a trying time, then he's telling you, it's okay. Leave the sacrifice at the altar. Go take care of your business. And once you're done, come back. He'll still be there, I promise. He promises you that, which is more important than my promise. He promises you that he'll be there for you. And I think that's such good news. And I have to tell you that when I got, when I felt his forgiveness and I felt that prison of unworthiness lifted from me to where I could receive his love, I mean, complete love, and that I could be washed clean and white as snow, just that visual of being cleaned and cleansed as white as snow. When I felt that and I experienced it from the inside out, tears flowed, flowed, just freedom and tears and imprisonment of my own unforgiveness and what I felt God would not forgive me. And some of you are in that. Some of you feel this. And I just want you to understand that his grace is sufficient for you and for me. 
And the Lord wanted me to just share that with you. And I want to connect with you. So if this has been helpful for you, please connect with me by going to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word.com. Reach out to me and just tell me that this has made a difference for you. Because, you know, even I need encouragement. I need to hear from you. So please, please do that, would you? So um, Psalm 55, 16, 17, I don't think I said it, but if I did, it's worth repeating. As for me, I shall call upon God and the Lord will save me evening and morning at noon. I will complain and murmur and he will hear my voice. The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Let him direct your steps. If you're at a crossroads, if a crossroads a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, and 1 Peter 4.10, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards, the manifold grace of God. And you were all given gifts from God. You have spiritual gifts, you have talents, and you need to be utilizing those. Don't bury them. You just don't know. I mean, you just got to be freed so that you can use what he has given you to use and you will never be the same your life will be so worth living god bless you be a blessing to someone each and every day and please reach out to me would you thank you god bless bye-bye it's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every other month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.